wisdom, true wisdom from God is stronger than any foolish talk, than any foolish talk of this world. And that's, I think, what the, the core of Ecclesiastes is when it's talking about wisdom. Hello, welcome back to Unscripted Scripture. I'm Jack here with my buddy Zach. Say hello, Zach, 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 Zach. Sorry, Zach, say hello to the people. Say hello, people. People, hello. <laughs> How's it going? We just got the cue from Abby, so that means Abby we are rolling. We are live. We got the red light on here in the studio, which is just my basement. How are we doing? It's good. Now, the red light, I like it because it's like when the Flyers score a goal, man. Yeah. It makes me feel happy. <laughs> I mean, the announcers are going off in my head right when I see the red light going on. Perfect. That's how you right? want to feel when we start the right? podcast. Woo! Most excellent. All right. So today we are in the Bible once again. How yeah. how cool is that, man? We get to we get to read the Bible. It's what unscripted scripture is. Isn't that awesome? Like Reading we, the Bible. We get to we get to look at God every day. We get to feel God come out of that book every single day. Oh, I cool? like the way you put that. Feel God come out yeah. of that book every day. His light, man. It's Good just job. coming right out. I yep, love it. Yep. But today we are, the title of the podcast is Wisdom. Wisdom. Is wisdom. And so we're not looking at a single story. We're not going to be looking at, at a particular part of the word. We're going to be talking about Solomon uh, mostly. Um, but then we're going to be tackling different parts of the Bible that discuss wisdom, and um, but mostly centering around Solomon. Is, you know, right. His so journey. we are looking at his story. Yeah, I guess, I guess you could say because yeah. it's kind of the life of Solomon. Right. But, right. More so, you know, he was he was deemed one of the wisest men, women, uh, wisest man in the Bible. Yeah. Um, and we're going to find out why, well, just how he yeah, thought. Yeah, I think so. But who deemed him that? I think, like, I would deem him that. Yeah. I mean, he wrote, he wrote one of the wisest, or uh, he was supposedly supposed to write one of the wisest verses, in my opinion, of Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people were like, eh, it's not sure if you did write it or if you didn't. But I don't know. His writing is pretty much talking about his life. So yeah. We'll dive into it. Yeah. yeah. I think before we get into wisdom, I think we first okay. have to acknowledge knowledge. Um, Ooh, the difference between knowledge. difference between knowledge and wisdom. Because we have knowledge. Everybody has knowledge. Abby has knowledge. Yeah. Abby. Right, Abby? You have knowledge. Yeah, Chuck. Zach has knowledge. I have knowledge. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. not wisdom, I don't think. Because I think the knowledge... What's, what's something, some knowledge you pride yourself in? Something you think you're really, really smart at? Uh, I, I, well, my sports. I love my yeah, sports. Yeah, your sports, right? That's where I get most of my knowledge is. And then, I guess, cutting up boxes, because that's what I do <laughs> for a job. Yeah. <laughs> I was, see, yeah, when I thought of it, I was like, Zach's good at, like, he's got, like, hunting. He's got the hunting know-how. Uh, yeah, like you know, he's hunting. got the outdoors know-how. Ooh. I, I, that's when I when I look at you, I'm like, he's got that, that knowledge, you know? This is nice. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I think, cool. like, and I, I think I have a lot of, like, the baseball history. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which I pride myself in, but I think you're like you're like the statistician baseball guy. Right. Like you you give me the odd stats. Yeah. And you give me like the crazy stuff. I'm like, dude, I never would have thought. This of that. is so true. Growing up, it was always like Jack, who won the 1920 World Series or something, or I guess pennant, and Red Sox. See what the <laughs> heck? Like he Probably can wasn't do the Red that. Sox. I'm just guessing. Oh, um, Abby, fact check. 1920 Abby, World yeah, Series. 1920. Who won? 1920. Keep going. Sorry. If it's the Red Sox, so help me. Um. Yankees. And then I was more of like the modern, like who's pitching, you know, and who just threw, who, yes. who threw the latest no hitter. Who's, 
I like I do like stats like who's second on stolen bases. But you were like you would like always like hit that, me up with but, the trades and be like, Jack, do you hear about this guy who got traded here and like they got him for this much deal? Oh, Indians, Abby, nineteen twenty Indians. Who they play? Fucking Robins. Robins. Whoa! Cool. I want a jersey new every day. I want a jersey. <laughs> but you no. So you were guy. You were the guy with like the trades and like all that. And I'm like, dude, I never even thought of like mm. that stuff. Like I was, I'm not like thinking. I don't think like current players until yeah. they're like five years in. Yeah. Like I'm like, who was that guy? You know. Right. But that's what you got. That's the knowledge you get. And I love it. Yeah, I love. Then that's that's what brought us together as a friendship. Mm. Right there. We needed each other. Past, I present, and past. future. You needed the present. <laughs> And we are the future. Yes. Woo-hoo! Perfect. I love it. Woo. Okay. Sorry if I hurt your ears. But knowledge. So yeah, this this idea of knowledge, I think people get confused a lot with wisdom. Mm. And when I think of the knowledge, it's, it's the human knowledge. It's the earthly stuff that we know and we think is is very meaningful. But as we look in Ecclesiastes, that's not what God deems as, as wise uh, and, yeah. and meaningful for your mind to consume. Um, and so how can we how can we seek true wisdom over knowledge? And I think, I think it just we're looking here at Ecclesiastes nine. Uh, I'm looking at nine thirteen. Um, it's talking about wisdom is better than folly. Uh, and so I'm just gonna read it. So this is uh, we think it's Solomon that's the writer of Ecclesiastes, right? And that's but, what I was trying to say earlier. Yeah, and out, right? it's a it's a mystery, but like people interpret it as that just with all the wisdom in here. But 9.13 says, I also saw under the sun this example of wisdom that greatly impressed me. So we're getting into a little parable here. There There was once a small city with only a few people in it, and a powerful king came against it, surrounded it, and built a huge siege works against it. Now there lived in the city a poor man, but wise, and he saved the city by his wisdom. But nobody remembered the poor man. So I said, wisdom is better than strength. But the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are no longer heeded. The quiet words of the wise are more to be heeded than the shouts of a ruler of fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. I love the I love verse 17. The quiet words of the wise are to be heeded than the shouts of a ruler of fools. And so what I think this is saying is just that wisdom true wisdom from god is stronger than any foolish talk than any foolish talk of this world and that's i think what the the core of ecclesiastes is when it's talking about wisdom okay yeah would you agree disagree yeah i agree but there uh, he also goes back and he talks about wisdom also in ecclesiastes one i think it is and he talks about kind of the sorrow of wisdom like um Let's see, where is it? Ecclesiastes 1, uh, well, one thirteen says, I apply my mind to the study to explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. What a heavy burden God has landed on mankind. Mm. So he's kind of saying like, wisdom is, yeah, it's awesome to have wisdom, but it's a heavy burden. And then he goes down, at the end of uh, Ecclesiastes 1 says, verse 18 says, For much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more grief. So he puts that heavy burden into like perspective of, like, because King Solomon, we'll read, maybe we'll do that right now. Yeah. If we go to 1 Kings 3. Let's do it. 
So First Kings three in my Bible, it is page one or sorry four hundred and forty four. Oh, what was it? Four forty four. Yeah, four four four. Four sixty nine. Oh, okay. Mm. So the way that King Solomon's story works, Solomon was the son of David. Um, like so, right off the bat, King David. King David. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he had big shoes to fill. A lot to live up to. Big shoes. Yeah. Um, that's like uh. I don't know who, like uh, Vlad Jr., who's in baseball right now. Good one. He's trying to live up to uh, the Vlad. So so it talks about him asking. Solomon asks for wisdom um, here in the beginning. It kind of talks about him going over and ruling, um, having to step into those big shoes that uh, David Mm. once had. And it talks about him going up, um, and he... This whole, it's about this offering. He kind of gives an offering to God, and he, God's like, it's like a genie. Like, I kind of picture it like that. Yeah. I mean, God's not a genie, but, you know, where you rub the lamp. And so what God does is, like, he's like, so, Solomon, I'll grant you what's one thing you want. Like, what do you want anything for your kingdom? Anything. 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 And what does Solomon say? Do you know, Jack? I can read it. You can read it. I mean, I could paraphrase it, but... Paraphrase it then. All right, I'll paraphrase it. So Solomon pretty much says, like, I want to know. Like, I want to grow your king- your kingdom, and I want to have um, the knowledge to grow people closer to you. It's pretty much how I pa- paraphrased it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Did you find where it was at? Yeah. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what Solomon asked for. Right. He wanted to be able to be a ruler that was able to determine what was good and what was bad. Yeah. So a judge, right pretty wrong. much a judge, yeah. but like one that's ordained by God. So right. he's given, not not necessarily given authority like Jesus would to like forgive sin and all that, but he's wise enough to know who's right and who's wrong, like the people that come before him as king. Yeah. And that's that's great. Right. And so God's like, wow, like I expected you to, I mean, obviously God knows everything, but he's like any other ruler would ask for more riches, more fame, yeah. um, more power. And you just ask for wisdom. Like, I will grant you this wish. And it turns out it just ends up being a dream. He wakes up from the dream Solomon does. And um, a couple days go by and these two prostitutes come along. Um, and the story goes that the one prostitute, they both lived in the same house mm-hmm. and they were both pregnant mm-hmm. and the one gave birth three days before the other one. And then the one fell, the one prostitute fell asleep on her baby mm-hmm. and killed her baby. But she realized it in the middle of the night and she switched babies out. She put her dead baby beside the um, living baby's mom How sick, and put man. the living baby beside her so that when they woke up the mom would think that her baby was dead and what happened was the living baby's mom woke up saw the dead baby and I think she started to mourn and then once the once the morning came around um, she saw wait this is not the kid I gave this isn't my to. child yeah this is not my child yeah. so there that's where how these two ladies got here 
and they fought over it. They're like, they went out like, no, this is this right. is my son. No, that's my son. Yeah. No, that's my son. Like back and forth, back and forth before and, going to Solomon. Well, and even while they were with Solomon, they did it in front of Solomon. Like, this is mine. Is this in your adventure Bible, by the way? It is. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. It's weird. We will have to show you. We'll have to show it sometime. Can we take a picture of it and put it on our Instagram? Sure, we can do that. Sweet. Give credit to the Action Bible. Yeah. But yeah, dude, this is wild. Like, can't imagine that. But yeah, they go before Solomon. And yeah, like you said, they're arguing in front of him. Mm-hmm. And and he calls for his sword. Yeah. And like, like stop right there. And you're like, okay. Wait, what? Like, they, like the this is a guy like, who what? just woke up from a nap, had a dream <laughs> about asking for a whole bunch of wisdom. And now all of a sudden he's like, you know what? Go get my sword. Everyone's like, what? Uh, oh, he's the king. Right. <laughs> so um, one of his servants goes and gets the sword. And um, he says, well, maybe you should read it, Jack, so I don't mess it up. So he gives the order. He says, cut the living child in two. Give half to one and half to the other. Cut the living child in two, Zach. Yeah. Uh, okay. What? Right. The woman whose son was alive was deeply moved out of love for her son. So she came forward and was like, don't do it. Right. Don't kill him. It was almost probably before he even finished like his sentence. Yeah. Like saying what his rule was. Yeah. Like when he drew like, back the sword. Well, I think he was still saying like, grab my sword. I'm going to cut this baby in two. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. And then she said, please, my Lord, give her the living baby. Mm, Don't kill mm-hmm. him. So she was like, I'd rather that evil, cruel prostitute right. take my baby than you kill him. Yeah. And that's. The other said, neither I nor you should, ha- should have him. Cut him in two. The, the other lady's like, no, cut him in two. I want some right. of that baby, too. And now she, yeah, she just, like, if I can't have the baby, then you can't yeah. have the baby, pretty much. And that's when Solomon gave his, his edict, and he said, give the living baby to the first woman. Do not kill him, for she is his mother. Mm. So in how she reacted by saying, I'd rather have this woman have my baby than to see it die, to Solomon, that was like, that's her baby. Right. Because uh, that's how a mother would react. Dude, and who would have thought about that? that like, I would have, that no. would have never passed through my mind. Never. And it then goes on to say, like, the rumors started to carry throughout the town, and people heard of this story, and they knew that only someone with the wisdom of God would be able to do that. Mm. And that's how um, King Solomon's wisdom started. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a great story. I, and I never like dove into it in that depth, but like it's really, there's a lot of factors that go into showing that type of wisdom. And I'm just going to touch on a couple of go, them that I saw in Proverbs, uh, which Proverbs is like all through it. It's, it's songs of Solomon. It's not really, mm. it's not like that, but it's each proverb is a piece of wisdom that Solomon gives. Um, and we're not sure if it's necessary for us or for others, but we know that whole book is just about his wisdom and it's so cool. Jenna and I are actually reading through Proverbs together. We have a, a cool looking book that we're, we're going through and we do like one a night and it's really cool, man. Like it's there's the, the, the analogies and the metaphors that he uses in Proverbs really just bring it to life and, and contrast it. Like fools do this. So you shouldn't do this. Like it's that type of wisdom where it's like, this is what foolish people do. This is what you're supposed to do. And it's really like hard hitting stuff um, that can touch you to your core. But so these, these couple of things that 
lead to wisdom and, and tell us how we can find that true wisdom from God. Number one is the fear of the Lord. So the fear of the Lord, like, wow, that's the first thing that you have to have if you're seeking this out is, is devotion to that, to worship, to prayer, to study, fearing God's wrath and God's, you know, God's um, disappointment in you. Um, and I think the second is discernment, which we saw in that's what's what Solomon asked for. He asked for the discerning heart from God, and yeah, right. that's something that I think you and I have struggled with. Like, and and most Christians do struggle with that because discernment is like, how do we know this is from God? How do we know that that this person standing in front of me is someone I should talk to? Or like, how do we know this path I'm I'm supposed to go on is from is from Him? Right, and discernment is so crucial but it's something we should be praying for all the time mm -hmm. in every situation like when we're faced with something lord show me show me that this is you right if i feel like if we had good discernment if we knew which path it took all the time all the rest of it would just fall into place yeah like for sure if i knew like god okay you want me to work at this job okay god done done but we have the devil messing with her mind too being like so we don't know yeah. which job's good and which job's bad. Yeah, that's so true. It's hard, man, but it's something that we're going to continue to struggle with as we grow older. Yeah. But right. it's still something we continue to seek. And he'll show us some things will be more clear than others. And yeah, some things have definitely. been in our lives. Like yep. there's things that we've been like, oh, my word, that, that's obviously from God. Are you kidding mm -hmm. me? Like mm -hmm. how could that not be? And then there's some things that really we really struggle with and really, really like praying and crying about. I know I've cried about things i'm just like lord i don't know if this is from you i really have no idea if, if this is where you want me to go i feel so much conviction either way and that's that's a lot of prayer and a lot of leaning leaning on people that are going to pick you back up but mm. so discernment is huge um a third one is trust in the lord now trust in the lord and fear of the lord is is very different to me like trusting in the lord is all a matter of faith like that's connection of faith whereas fear is more like that's obedient. That's devoted obedience. Just knowing that he's there, but saying, you know what? I have to obey him. I have to do this to him because he is so much more powerful than me. He can kill me tomorrow. He could allow my, me to get in a car crash or do this, whatever. He, when you go home tonight, like he could, he could take that away from you, man, just because he's that powerful. So that's that fear of the Lord we have to have. But the trust, the trust is the patience. It's the faith. And the last ones are just self-control and love self-control and love self-control again with the patience but then love you know being able to love on the lord and you know it's that's wisdom you know man that all these things center around that um fear discernment trust self-control and love that's true wisdom from god and when we when we ask god to we're praying for this wisdom in all aspects of life, it's how we are walking with him. How can I trust in you? How do I know which path is yours? You mm. know? And that's hard, dude. That's hard to like to seek. And Solomon was just so good at finding that and, right. and seeking that out. You know? And sometimes the best way to find that stuff is to be silent. Um, like be still. I know there's a couple songs out there, a couple people will a lot of people are saying, be still, like, let God do work in your life. Um, and you have to be silent. It actually, I have this quote here, and it, it's actually a good transition into it. But Abraham Lincoln once said, better to remain silent and be thought 
a fool than to speak and remove all doubt. So what that's pretty much saying, I don't know. Like that took a lot of time for me to be like, whoa, Abe, (laughs) honest Abe, really putting it out there. Um, That's good. But he's pretty much just saying like, you're, if you speak, if you say something dumb, then people are going to know you're a fool. If you don't speak, then like people are just like, huh, that guy, he might be a fool, but he might be really wise too. Um, I just like that quote. You can tell um, there's been people in the Bible that we've already touched on that we know show wisdom and mm-hmm. wisdom beyond their years because they see, they hit all these virtues of wisdom, the fear, the trust. They hit all of them. Remember when we talked about Job in one of our podcasts and Job had, had gone through everything and been decimated. The devil had just took everything from him and his wife came to him and said, why don't you curse God and die? Curse God and die. Yeah. And he said, are you crazy? Like, you're talking like a foolish woman. Mm-hmm. Why Why should I, you know, why should I cry out to God in the in the good but not in the bad? Like, why should I give him glory in the good but not in the bad? And so that Job exercising that wisdom there, like, he feared God. But also he trusted mm-hmm. him with his life. Mm-hmm. He knew that if he stayed faithful, God would provide for him. Whether that was in his earthly life or beyond in heaven. Now we're getting on the forever podcast, man. Oh my <laughs> word. Like Job saw that, that like just going and going and going and going. Like, I don't care about my, my earthly life. Like if I stay faithful to him, he'll take care of me. Cause I know heaven's greater. That's, right. that's the wisdom we desire. That's the one Solomon had. Now Solomon made mistakes, man. He made a lot of mistakes and like fell away from kind of his, his dad's, his dad's type of heart, but he definitely mm-hmm. showed wisdom beyond his, beyond his years. Um, well, and a lot of people say in order to get, um, get to wisdom, you have to go through a lot of failure, a lot of, um, experiences. Yeah. A lot of people think like wisdom is experiences. Um, just like I'm trying to think of something that I probably did in the past where I've learned from maybe, oh, we'll say driving too fast, getting pulled over. Well, there you go. I failed there. Got pulled over, got a ticket. So now when I'm driving, I look for the cops. No, I go <laughs> slower. Um, I don't go as fast. Um, but yeah. yeah. So like that's how you get wise is through these experiences. And as Jack said, King Solomon, like he fell away from David's heart, having David's heart. Um, and he did. He failed. He sinned. And because of those sins, he became wiser. Yeah. A couple of just so we pinpoint some of the sins so we're clear is he did. He took on a lot of wives, which mm. was frowned upon by God, like a lot of wives, like hundreds of wives. But you know, above that, like he showed a tremendous wisdom. And if we go to James um, 3, James 3 talks a lot about uh, the worldly wisdom versus the heavenly wisdom or the wisdom from God. Um, Zach, do you want to read part of James 3 that you have? Yeah, so I have James three seventeen. Um, so yeah, it, uh, three thirteen to eighteen kind of talks about two kinds of wisdom, but I like James three seventeen, which says, "But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, mm. and passionate and sincere." 
Love it. So that, for me, I kind of wrote down here in my notes, like, that's what wisdom is supposed to look like. Like, all those defi- uh, descriptions, like, little words there, mm-hmm. like, that's what I see for wisdom. Um, being pure, um, or maybe wisdom helps you with those things. Or, yeah, that's the wisdom that comes from That's what comes what from God. Saying. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the wisdom that comes from earth, they're saying, is it's it's earthly, it's unspiritual, and sometimes it's even demonic. Um, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. Mm. And the wisdom from God is so much greater. And I think our world ties a lot into... Um, ambition and seeking out things of this world and um you know trying to trying to you know man i'm trying to forget the words like prestige and success are determined by by certain you know man i'm losing my train of thought (laughs) so the things of this world that we desire are not what god is pleased with not always what god has um envision for us like that gaining that type of success and reputation and and your status those aren't the things that he values he values you know faith and he values wisdom his wisdom not the stuff that you not your trade not whatever knowledge you gain but you know how you study what are you learning in the word that you can apply to your trade that Mm. you can apply to your work this comes first what you learn in here that comes first and then you gain the knowledge in this world that can help you become a better person, better worker, but the wisdom will will help you build relationships. Right, and I think that's how everyone should have a mindset when they're reading the Bible is, how can what I'm reading today help me with what I am doing today? Like, that's the whole reason you have devotions is because it's supposed to help you through your every single day. I know, like, when you're younger, if you were in a church, people had you do, like, they had you memorize verses and all this and that, but, like, yeah, sure, that might have helped you further down the road, but how did that help you today? I mean, I know my mom always, the ones with um, unwholesome talk, we had to write that on the driveway all the time <laughs> because we called each other names. Um, you wrote it on the driveway? Yeah, that was our punishment. Seriously? Like, if I called uh, one of my brothers, like, a butt or something, it was had to be written on the driveway. Like chalk? The whole verse. Yeah, chalk on the driveway. That's yep. cruel, man. And then if it rained, we had to go back out. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I thought you like would have to wear a sign that said like I called my brother a, oh, a butt. Or yeah. This is or you just went, went out in Kendig Square like. Ooh, that'd be or worse. at the supermarket with like your verse no, on, your, honestly, on your chest. For, yeah, for us brothers, like having to write something out was pretty bad, or like having to read. Oh uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. I think we would have rather done that, and then mom would have been the one embarrassed. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a good idea. When I have kids someday, I'm going to use that. Let me just finish with this. Uh, let me just finish with this quote here. No, it's good. Um, which kind of wraps up like how we look at the world and how we look at the world's values. Um, this is by John MacArthur. An individual is in constant danger of losing his or her effectiveness by coming to think of himself or herself as more than a servant, because everything that is of any value in our lives, including power for effective service, comes only from the Lord. Among the greatest dangers to ministry and to all Christian living are the things that in the world's eyes are of supreme value. Personal ambition, prestige, recognition, honor, reputation, and success. And to me, when I look at that, like, and as we're talking about this wisdom podcast, it's that 
the knowledge of this world is, is nothing compared to what God can give us if we're asking for it. And just as just as he said to Solomon, like, whatever you ask, you know, it's yours. Mm. He gives that to us in different ways. He doesn't answer all of our prayers, but he definitely listens. And he definitely knows the desires of our heart. And we know that whatever he does give us, it's all for our good. Regardless right. if we're praying for it or not, whatever he brings to us, whether it's suffering, whether it's joys, triumphs, it's all for our good. So we should be praying for the wisdom to see that through and to understand what is from him and how can I chase after those things that are going to help me on the path towards towards his glory and to seeing him one day. Yeah, I totally agree. And the way I'll end this up is with the story from Matthew, Matthew 7. Um, Jesus is talking about um, a wise man building his house upon a rock. It's also a song. Um, there's hand motions to it. If you know the song, you can start to do them as we're saying this. Um, but the wise man, he builds, builds his house upon the rock because the foundation is strong. The wisdom of God is strong, whereas a fool builds his house upon the sand. And when the rain comes down, the foolish man's house comes crumbling down with the rain, whereas the f- wise man builds his house and it stays strong, holds in the wind, holds in the rain, and he carries on. So build your foundation. Now, we're going to end it there. Take that home with you. I'm coming home. Um, If you guys want, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. You can listen to us everywhere where there's a podcast. Um, But that's it. Have a great week, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. And the rains came a-tumbling down.